We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley's behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. That gets you aboard on this Thursday evening. A lot to talk about here, including Super Bowl or bust for this Eagles team. Opportunities like this do not come around very often. I do want to get into in a little bit something I totally forgot about that could factor into the NFL postseason. In fact, I think there's a decent chance it will at some point factor into the NFL postseason. It could affect the Eagles, so we'll get to that coming up in a little bit. And uh, we have a congratulations to offer to one of our colleagues at WIP coming up before the show ends as well. But right now, let's catch up with a guest that we've loved having on the past, having a chance to do with this season. It's kind of a weird season for us on the evening show. Half our year was kind of taken away with the Phillies run. So we've, we haven't had as many Friday nights, especially late in the season, to talk. But we have a night tonight on a full show Let's bring on Steve Fezzik, pregame.com, before one of the best football weekends of the year, Super Wildcard Weekend. Steve, how you doing tonight? We just have to stop with the super stuff. It's the wildcard weekend. Come on now. You know what, I'm, Steve? I, I, I've been caught in between all week because I, I, I think like you, but then the NFL keeps pushing the super. I, I, you think they did it because it's just the extra games? That made it super now? I think it's just a super cool name. Yeah. Like the, 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 the Westgate has the super contest for the world championship of sports betting. So it's getting overused. Yeah, yes. super seems to make it big. All right, uh, Steve, let's dive into the games. Then I, then I want to get your thoughts on, on how you have the Eagles rated headed to the postseason. But we start with Saturday, the Niners hosting the Seahawks. The numbers pretty much been sitting around nine and a half all week. And matchup wise, I get it. But in the back of my mind, I'm saying, okay, it's a rookie quarterback making his first postseason start. Usually that doesn't work out uh, on that side of it how would you play this one uh, the Niners and the Seahawks so uh, it, the Niners are going to win so teasing the Niners down to two and a half and a seven point teaser makes a whole lot of sense now we need something to tease it with and uh, the Bengals certainly look like an excellent candidate another big favorite that might well go even higher um, in their game so a Cincinnati San Francisco. Now you need to get down to minus two and a half, so you have to play a seven-point teaser, not a six-point teaser. Steve, Saturday night, it looks like, and, and hopefully it is, one of the more entertaining games of the weekend. Two young quarterbacks people seem to love a lot. I like Herbert better than Lawrence, but they're both promising here. Chargers, two-and-a-half-point road favorite. I don't love the idea of a road favorite, you know, taking that side, but I do think the Chargers have more talent, and I like the matchup here. Agree, or are you on the Jacksonville side? I disagree. I don't understand this line at all. I've got the Chargers two points better than Jacksonville. I'm on an island. If you look at other people's power ratings, they have these teams almost equal. Now, the betters obviously disagree because on the road, the Chargers are laying two and a half. It's a terrible spot for the Chargers. Jacksonville got to play Saturday, so they've had a full week to prepare for this game. The Chargers from L.A., they go to Denver. That's okay. We're going to rest all our starters and get ready for this game. No, they play everybody. Go ahead and get Williams injured, get Bose injured, fly back to L.A. Now you got to fly out from Southern California to, to Florida. I, I don't know what dum-dum is betting the Chargers up from pick all the way to two and a half. But I tell you this, 
some other dum dum might bet it all the way to three. So I'm holding out right now for a three. If I don't get it, I'll tease Jacksonville upwards. All right, let's go to Sunday here. And Steve, um, you know, potentially this could have been interesting if Tua Tagovailoa had gotten healthy and he was out there. And we just saw this matchup, you know, three or four weeks ago in, in Buffalo, and the Bills kept it close. I mean, actually, they were leading in the fourth quarter, and then Josh Allen brought the Bills back. But that's not the case. And it's not even likely Teddy Bridgewater. We could be looking at Skylar Thompson. Uh, this would be the biggest spread in the history of the wild card weekend, whether it be super or not. 13 and a half with the Bills. It's an enormous number. How would you play it? Now, I'm going to get roundly criticized for this, but I don't care. I'm right. Um, I just played minus 744 on the money line on the Bills. So I, you can get, I know that that's kind of a rogue number, but you can get a minus 850. This would be the greatest, like one of the greatest upsets in the history of the NFL. That if, if Skylar Thompson, who's all banged up, the third string quarterback for Miami, both wide receivers are banged up. And, and we know that the story with Buffalo and them being a true contender, I think Miami wins this game if they played a hundred times maybe four times. That means minus 850 is a bargain. I don't know if they'll cover 13 and a half. They're going to win the game. Um, and a lot of people want to play them and pop them into um, parlays with other stuff. Why? Just go ahead and bet your 1000 to win $120 and make your $120 go to Red Lobster celebrate. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a celebration for sure uh, after making sure you don't blow that kind of bet because that's a big one to lay. All right, let's go to Sunday late afternoon. Um, and I've noticed, Steve, maybe you've, you've seen the same, maybe you've seen uh, something different. I've noticed a lot of people on the Giants this weekend, and I understand it. The Vikings are very easy to say, well, they're frauds, they're not very good, it's going to fade them. But, Steve, I look at the Giants. They also were outscored this season. I mean, they've won three games in the last two months, and a couple of those were against really bad teams. I don't think either of these teams are very good. Maybe we just have to take the three because they're kind of even teams, despite one team having 13 wins, the other team having nine. What do you think of this matchup? Obviously, the injuries are a factor with the, uh, the Vikings trying to get their offensive line back together before they, they play this game. You are spot on. So these teams just played four weeks ago in Minnesota. The game went to overtime. The Giants won the stats. The Vikings did have an eight-point lead late. You could argue that game was pretty much a toss-up, even up, based upon statistical win by the Giants, but the Vikings had the lead. All right, fine. Make the Giants a two, make the Vikings a two-and-a-half-point favorite, but a three is a bridge too far. You know this game's going to be tied midway through the fourth quarter. I will certainly bet the Giants at plus three. I didn't even get it. Reduce Vig at a few places, but plus three is fine on the Giants. All right, you mentioned the Bengals earlier with the, the pairing, the tees with the, the 49ers. How about the game itself? Um, I, I, I'm a little hesitant on this one, Steve, just because that Ravens defense has been so good. So they got Roquan Smith. I, I, they don't score. I mean, I, I, I realize that. And I don't think they have much chance at all to win without Lamar. But I, I do wonder if the Bengals can win this game by double digits. They just played last week, and they barely won by double digits. Now they have tried to do it again. By itself, without a tease, would you be willing to lay that many points with the Bengals? Uh, I do think they'll win. I'm just not sure about the number. No, um, because you nailed it. These teams just played in Baltimore, actually won the statistical battle of the game despite losing by 11. So now I know this is boring, Joe. I'm supposed to be able to come in and tell you, oh, there's six games that are misaligned and you can take advantage and here's who I like, A, B, C, D, and that's what all the content providers do. But it's all fraudulent, in my opinion. These guys don't actually bet for a living. The people who actually bet never lay nine. They never, never lay nine out. They always will tease it because mathematically the book shouldn't let you tease it at um, favorable teaser odds. And the best evidence I can give is that if you play bets like that enough, you get kicked out of those books and they don't let you tease anymore. Uh, no one has kicked me out for laying nine and a half um, <laughs> over my entire history of sports betting.
All right, let's go to Monday night, and it's one, Steve. We're going to be locked in here in Philadelphia, um, especially if chalk holds. We'll be locked in anyway. The Cowboys at the Buccaneers. Cowboys a two-and-a-half uh, point favorite here uh, in Tampa Bay. I mean, Dallas obviously was a really good team this year, but they faded down the stretch. Tampa Bay, not a very good team at all, but they win because they got to be in the NFC South. How do you see this game going? And I know this is probably not going to be back as a guest. I'm so boring. because I bet Tampa Bay plus three. I thought Tampa Bay was a great bet plus three. All right. Now the line's two and a half. Well, the problem is, is that when I bet Tampa Bay plus three, I expected if I played that bet a hundred times, Joe, I'd win 50. I'd lose 40 and I'd push 10 times. That's 55 and a half percent. That's pretty darn good. That's as good as it gets for a sports better. Well, now I lose if it lands three. If I take Tampa Bay plus two and a half, and that means I go 50 and 50, and that's simply not good enough. So, but I do think there's a chance this line might come back to three. So let's monitor it. The second you see the Bucks plus three, I do think Dallas is playing poorly. The defense is regressing. TB, obviously the clutch factor. At three, Tampa Bay's a go. Steve, give us your thoughts on the Eagles as we head to the playoffs. Um, and I'm curious just overall, because I think the Eagles fit this bill, what, does, does momentum matter to you heading into the playoffs? And I don't just mean like a, a term we use, but like how a team plays, win-loss, statistically last month or so, because there's some trepidation here. The Eagles have already played their best football. They're fading. I counter by saying I'm not even sure if momentum is a thing. You know, they could turn it back on. 2017 Eagles looked bad, and then they turned it back on. Where do you come down on that, and how do you rate the Eagles as they head in off their bye next week? Momentum is okay if you're trying to win the Super Bowl. I'd rather have it than not have it. If I'm betting on the team, momentum is usually bad because the point spread tax hits and you start paying bigger, bigger prices on the point spread. So the fact that the Eagles, you know, haven't played their best football the last few weeks means we'll probably get better prices on Philly. I'm going to ask you, it's all dependent upon is Hurts 100%. If if he's 100%, they're heading to the Super Bowl because they've got home field advantage, and it's going to be a great game. You tell me. Well, I'd say right now he's not, Steve, but I, it, it's interesting because I think they're trying to get him back there. It was so weird watching the game on Sunday because it was unlike anything we've ever seen with him here. He, he refused to take a hit. Um, they didn't run him once. Anytime pressure came near him, he looked like one of those old quarterbacks who just drops and doesn't want to get sacked. But I'm not sure if that was just the doctors and the coaches saying, let's protect that shoulder and then we'll get you back to normal two weeks from now, or he can't take a hit. And in that case, Steve, they're screwed. So I, I don't think we have the answer until we see the first drive uh, next Saturday or Sunday, which, which kind of puts this whole thing on ice. I think you nailed it. So the uh, live wagering has become a bigger and bigger thing. And with uncertainties regarding health and quarterbacks and the like, you know what? It really would be nice just to see a series for both teams in games like that before making a decision about wagering on the games. Great stuff. Steve, always appreciate hopping on. Enjoy uh, what should be a, a fun week. And maybe not super, but it'll be a good weekend. Thank you, Steve. Unless Buffalo loses outright, and then I'll have my hat out to everyone. Thank yeah, you, Joe. You will. Steve Fezzik, pregame.com, giving us his plays for Wildcard Week. And what do you think of um, of the addition of super on the word? Or the term? It feels like a wrestling thing. Yes. It feels kind of hokey and dumb. Like, I get maybe the first year you do it because you do have the extra game, but now it's just Wildcard Weekend, right? Like, this is the norm now. It shouldn't be a novelty, right? The extra game or extra team on each side shouldn't be the novelty. This is now just wildcard weekend. Yeah, it'd be like if, you know, like WWE was like, next week WrestleMania is going to be a week and it'll be super WrestleMania. (laughs) 
that's what it reminds me of every time I hear Super Wild Card Weekend. Yeah. So I would, my guess is the average fan does not, has not jumped on this. Like if you're just talking to your, your friend, like, there's no way your friend's like, what are you doing for Super Wild Card Weekend? No, it's just Wild Card Weekend. Yeah, just, like the NFL is the only one that's pushing this. That, well, they are. They keep putting on all their stuff. All right. So speaking of Wild Card Weekend or Super or whatever, uh, I forgot about something. I, I actually completely forgot about it. And this, this morning, Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk posted about it. And that site p- pumps out so much content that, like, most stuff, I, don't, I, just, I just look at the headline and move on because, like, who has time to read 200 articles a day? I mean, good on them. They, they do a lot of stuff. But I would say once or twice a day, uh, and certainly um, for Florio himself, once or twice a week, he writes something that certainly catches my attention and I, I didn't know about. Like, a few weeks ago, he wrote about how technically when the season ends, regular season, like – the Bengals with Burrow, the Chargers with Herbert, the Eagles with Hurts. Like, they couldn't start negotiating the contract right now. I didn't know that. So that was interesting to me. But here's what he wrote this morning uh, about the playoffs that I totally forgot about. The overtime rule has changed. Like, if I didn't read that article this morning, and let's just say, I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but Niners and Seahawks went to overtime. I've Unless they told me on the broadcast, I would have, or I was paying attention, listening, I would have completely forgotten they changed the rule off of Bills Chiefs last year. So now a touchdown on the opening drive does not win a playoff game. I forgot. Yeah, I completely forgot about that too. So the way it's structured now is opening, you know, overtime, whoever gets the ball first, they go down and score a touchdown. They'll have the opportunity to kick the extra point or go for two. And then whatever happens, right, whatever the result is, the other team gets the ball and they get a chance to match or exceed. So how about this, like, idea of overtime let's say you score first you kick the extra point to go up seven the other team gets the ball back they could go for two on their touchdown and beat you I like that a lot so here's my question would you not want the ball to start overtime you cannot lose on the touchdown yeah I mean you would know what you needed exactly and it'd be like being the home team in baseball it's exactly right um but at the same time you could give up a touchdown in the opening drive and then have to match. Like you, you don't want to do that, right? You, you, also, there's, but the other, my guess, my my feeling is though I agree with Tucker. I I would now rather not have the ball to start overtime. Um, the I'm trying to think of of counters to it though. In the back and forth, you wouldn't get the ball third though, because once after the after two touchdowns, right, is there more value in having one and three as opposed to two just and four. two or just two? Right, yeah. Just a second possession of overtime. Uh, because after the two touchdowns, let, let's say you play it out both ways, right? Touchdown, touchdown, extra point, extra point. Then it goes back to sudden death. So then it's just like the way overtime, you know, it, it's just sudden death at that point. So the third possession, field goal, you could lose the game at that point. So I think it's interesting. I wonder, I wonder how many playoff games on average each year go to overtime. Is it less than one? It feels like it happens more often now than it used to. Well, that's true. And we're coming off a year. I, I saw this stat yesterday. This was the lowest uh, average margin of victory in the history of the NFL. So just by accident, more games are closer than they ever have been, which I think would probably lend us to having more of a chance of overtime uh, at some point in the postseason. Here's a prediction. We're getting an overtime game this weekend. And half the people watching aren't going to know this rule. I mean, unless they're listening to the evening show. Right now, then they'll know. Which you should be. Right, then you're informed and you, you, you know what you need to know. I think we're going to get an overtime game this weekend. Obviously. Which of, game is it? Well, 
I mean, there's probably three to choose from, right? I, I think three don't feel like they're going to be particularly close. What feels like the – I mean, I mean, Giants-Vikings went to overtime the last time they played. It did. Chargers-Jaguars? Or is it the Cowboys and Bucks Monday? I think Cowboys-Bucks on Monday would be cool. That Yeah, of course. With Tom Brady in overtime, Dak Prescott in overtime. Plus, I mean, from the Eagles' perspective, if their opponent is in that game, not only are they on a short week, but they have to play overtime and then come back here on a short week. That would be extra advantage for the Eagles. So just keep an eye on that as we watch through the postseason because I think that is that is certainly, you know, kind of going to throw a little monkey wrench in it. And I, I do – I mean, I have to think as these coaches go through their meetings this week and they meet with the – analytics teams and whatnot, and, you know, they kind of form the, the big-picture game plan. I'm sure that's coming up in all these teams' meetings. Like, hey, overtime's changed. What do we want to do? Do we want the football? And, I mean, it was such a – I almost think you have to, like, disengage from what you always think. You always want the ball first in overtime. No matter no – matter, until this structure change, have you ever not wanted the ball first? No. I mean, in college, you always wanted the ball second, right? For the exact reasons we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, and maybe you still do, because we went through the one, the first and third possession of overtime compared to just the second, but that ability to match is, is certainly unique there. And they'll play 15-minute periods, which is different than the 10. Why do they need periods at all? So Just play without a clock. I think, I, I was trying to remember as I read through it today, I think after the 15-minute period, they may re-kick off. They may start the whole endeavor again. So the clock matters, right? Because if, if you have a possession and there's 30 seconds to go, you you can't just be like, it's not like the end of the first quarter. Right. It's the, it's, we're doing this again. It's like another halftime. It's in the, yeah, exactly. It's, it may, actually, it may have been, I, I'll, I'll pull up there. I think it may have been, they play the first two, like the first and second quarter, but after, if they have a second one and they finish their still tight, then they re-kick off. If you play 30 minutes of overtime and no one has scored yet, there should be no winners. Well, Everyone also, should lose, and whoever they're supposed <laughs> to play just automatically advances. Also, if any team has to play two 15-minute overtimes, there's no way they're winning their next game a week later. Like, there's just no way. A 90-minute football game? Yeah, I mean, I just... Yeah, if the Cowboys and Bucks have to go through that, just make the Eagles a 15-point favorite the next week. They're not coming here and winning that football game. No way, no how. But that that is that is the change uh, in the overtime rules from last year to this year. 215-592-9494 is how you join the show here. Um, so, you know, asking Steve Fezzik there about the Eagles and how he handicaps them, it's funny. What are we talking about? Well, this is all kind of, you know, it's all on Jalen Hurts' shoulder. Is he okay? Will he be himself? If he is, the Eagles have a very clear and obvious path to the Super Bowl. I mean, it's it's as clear and obvious as any as, as any path of any team. But if Jalen Hurts is not himself, this whole thing goes into a, a tizzy. In fact, Steve didn't even have a, a true feeling on how they'd play next weekend because he doesn't know about Hurts. I mean, I think we all feel the same way. We I hope we're, we're crossing our fingers that Jalen Hurts will be fine. I, I just go back to today was odd. Doesn't mean it has to be bad. Howard was saying we shouldn't sound the alarms. It was odd that he couldn't throw the that he wouldn't throw the football today. That they weren't having him throw the football, even just lightly throwing it around. It, it was, it was odd. And he's very difficult to read. He gives you know he's just not someone who's going to stand up there and tell everyone how he is feeling. Truly, I mean, he kind of laughed and kind of smirked through some of it. But I mean, he admitted it. he's got something going on here that that is going to take some time and hopefully, hopefully. Um, We'll heal for him and be close 
close to 100 percent or whatever the number is uh, by the time they get out there next Saturday or Sunday. And I do think it'll be Sunday. The more we talk through it, I'm, I'm trying to think of next week's schedule. Doesn't it feel like Bills-Bengals will be the, sa- the Sunday night game? Whatever they deem to be the most important TV TV matchup. Yeah, that, so that feels like that's how the divisional round's going to end. Wasn't that the wasn't Chiefs-Bills that spot last year? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, so the, the bet, I mean, that's that feels like Bengals-Bills this year. Um, by the way, we tried to guess the wild card round last week, and we were over oh, six. Over six. So maybe we... Um, and we've lost our feel on this. Okay, let's just try to do this. We, I mean, we could do it officially tomorrow night. But when do we think the Eagles might play next weekend? My guess is they're going to play the 425 Sunday leading into Bills-Bengals. I think that would make sense. Although I think selfishly, wouldn't you rather them? And obviously if they play Cowboys-Buccaneers, they wouldn't be able to. But wouldn't you rather them play on Saturday? You get a team coming off a short week in addition to you coming off a bye. And then extra day the next time. And you get an extra day going into the conference title game. Yeah, um, well, that's that's certainly, yeah. I mean, that's more advantageous moving forward. Well, it's, it, you think about it, whatever Jalen Hurts is feeling now, we're, we're hoping like, oh, he's got two weeks. The next time he's not going to have two weeks, right? If they win this game, he's got to come back the next week and win a title game. Right, he's got to come back eight days later. Yeah. And then he'll have two weeks until the Super Bowl. Right. But The title game might be the trickiest for the shoulder. Uh, one week in between. So maybe bench him there and start Minshew? There we go. I mean, that's, that's the way to do it. Okay, so, so but we think it's Sunday 425. And then Saturday would be like a Kirk Cousins-Brock Purdy game? Yeah, what's the schedule for Saturday? Is that like four and then eight? I think so. Saturday at four, Purdy-Cousins. Yeah, because it would have to be one or the other, right? So, Right, and then the, the night game Saturday could be Herbert and Mahomes. But would they give the AFC both of the primetime games? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I, mean, all of, I mean, a lot of this depends on who the Eagles are going to face, right? The Bucks and Cowboys is a different stratosphere of television priority compared to— But if it's Eagles-Cowboys next week, I could see that being the Sunday night game and them putting— So could I. Bills, Bengals on Saturday night. They could. Um, and if it's the Eagles and the Seahawks, it could be 425 on Saturday. I mean, it could be the first game of the weekend. It really is dependent more on their it, – it, their matchup dependent more than, like, they're going to put the Eagles at a certain time. It's all about who they're going to play. Yeah, I just don't think they carry a big enough national audience. No, 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 they don't. 215-592-9494. That is how you hop in. We'll come back. Your phone calls. What did Jason Kelsey have to say today about Jalen Hurts? Is he worried at all? And – we got to play a moment, an Eagles moment, a, a historic moment in Eagles history 19 years ago today. We'll hit you with that next on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.